Welcome to the latest edition of the OmniTalk Spotlight Series, where we discuss the technologies, the companies, and the people that we believe are shaping the evolution of retail. We're coming to you live from NRF here in New York City in the throes of their annual conference, and we're excited today to touch on a topic that has been highlighted in many of our discussions this year, and one that we know has been top of mind for our OmniTalk followers, and that is the evolving relationships between CPGs and retailers. As the retail landscape rapidly changes, some interesting challenges have surfaced that both retailers and CBGs are facing. So we've gathered a panel here today that we're excited to introduce to you to learn how they're working through these issues and the solutions that they are piloting. So without further ado, let's go around the table and have each of our panelists introduce themselves. Let's start first with Alexi. Hi, good morning. Thanks for the invite, first of all. Uh, my name is Alexi Bouveau. Uh, I'm the Trade Marketing Director for uh, Remy Cointreau. Uh, which is a French global liquor company uh, that is um, has an international portfolio of spirits brand and is uh, family owned uh, in France. Awesome. Eric, let's go to you next. Eric West, Head of Strategy at IMS and Omnicom Agency. We focus on executing in-store merchandising. Wonderful. And then lastly, Sean England. Uh, Sean England, I'm CEO at Footmarks and Footmarks is a proximity platform uh, that enables engagement, asset tracking um, for retail and uh, CPGs. Awesome. Well, this is a good group. I'm excited about the conversation we're going to have here today. All of you guys, welcome to the show. Let's get started first. I think so, Alexi. Let's start with you. You're our so quote unquote CPG representative on the brand. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so let's start there. What are some of the biggest challenges you face as a brand or CPG, and especially as a supplier of product in the U.S. liquor industry? Yeah, absolutely. So I think you know that that's that's the the, the kind of uh, the the interesting part from the liquor industry. It's actually quite a complex industry and very highly regulated. Um, you know, so we have what we call uh, for those who are not familiar, a three tier system where oh. you know you have suppliers uh, that have to sell to distributors, distributors have to sell to retailers, and no one can be in two different tiers. Mm. Uh, so uh, on top of that, every single uh, state has a different law. Um, and you also have some control states. So it's a very kind of complex, you know, industry with a lot of different stakeholders all around. So, you know, for us, one of the, you know, major challenges, what I would call is really a big opportunity for us is how do we increase, you know, like execution visibility, mm -hmm. uh, you know, around, uh, you know, around uh, our programs that happen in retail. So we are able to actually better understand what is happening and how it's happening and be able to really make everyone, you know, uh, uh, and really help our sales team to be able to better understand how they can push their, you know, distributor to increase, uh, you know, this, you know, uh, execution of our programs. Well, that's a really interesting dynamic because, I mean, I imagine companies like yourself, you spend a lot of money on brand marketing and advertising and so making sure things are executed in the appropriate way has got to be pretty important. So yeah, like how does that, how, how well does that all play out day to day? Uh, absolutely. I think it's critical. I think, um, you know, and for us, it was the, the whole idea was how can we use, you know, technology to really, uh, you know, pivot uh, pivot this uh, this conversation because right now because of the complexity because of the number of distributors the number of you know different states you know it's very yeah. hard to aggregate you know kind of you know data and execution measures uh, to be able to really have meaningful conversation about what is happening uh, so what we've been looking at is you know with all our different partners is to find solutions uh, to be able because we know 
better execution will lead to better sales, better visibility in store. Uh, uh, but you know, if you can't measure it, if you can't track it, you know, it's hard to you know really understanding what is happening and how you can better uh, uh, how you can better influence it. Um, so that's what we've you know being able to to work with you know IMS and Footmarks here to be able to develop solutions that we're piloting to be able to give us visibility and to be able to give our sales team the right tools and right analytics to be able to. Um, talk with, uh, with distributors on how we execute our, our, our programs and all our retail uh, merchandising. So, uh, and we're just at the start of learning this level of execution and what that opportunity can mean for mm -hmm. Remy. For some of our other clients, we've seen that execution of in-store POP can be as low as 35% for some of our clients. and 35% executed. 35% wow. from so 75% of the time not executed. Absolutely. Wow. So so from what you buy and what you manufacture to what actually makes it inside the store. So the, the failure points are many and and you can see them falling off from distributor to in-store uh, retail teams, retail operations teams not doing exactly what they're supposed mm -hmm. to do. Uh, but at the end of the day that the final number is what matters. So it's as low as 35% for some industries. And if you get to 60%, you're kind of applauding yourself wow. and, and patting yourself on the back. Wow. So that, wow, that's, the marketing managers can't love that statistic, I wouldn't think. That's got to be, that's got to be a death blow to you. A no, lot of work. Absolutely. And, and I think, you know, what's the, the hardest part right now is how can you measure it, you right. know, in a simple way. And you can basically give tools to your sales team to be able to be empowered to actually go out there and you know try to try to increase those uh, those numbers and I think that's the you know that's the fundamental point is how can we use new technologies to be able to do that and I think you know for us what we've been looking at with you know uh, with IMS and footmarks is using uh, you know like new beacon you know kind of coupling you know beacon device technology that we can apply on all our merchandising with you know location-based data to be able to constantly being able to know where are our merchandising, you know, uh, and how they are, you know, being executed, you know, where are they executing, you know, and when are they executing? Because right. you know that's that's one of the that's one of the most important things. So we can then after being able to really understand where our programs and where our you know merchandising are are uh, you know executed in retail to be able to have those meaningful conversations right. and correlate it back to your sales performance that you're absolutely seeing, right so how does so let's let's shift gears a little bit and to bring eric back into the conversation and sean too like how do you guys maybe some case studies in terms of how do you guys help do that then let's get to some brass tacks on how that actually comes together yeah i i'll, I'll start um you know what our clients tend to call us uh, a, a bit more background on ims what are yeah. what our clients tend to refer to us as is the execution agency of record. So everybody's pretty familiar with creative agency uh, of record, uh, where you'll have the, the BBDOs and the DDBs of the world coming up with the taglines and the, the major campaigns. We are at the typically at the end of that chain where we focus on in-store merchandising, taking that big message and what does it look like and feel like inside of uh, the store. What we started doing over the last couple of years is thinking about that phrase, execution agency of record, and thinking about what that really means. Before it meant, let's make sure we get the right sources and let's make sure that we get it warehoused and shipped out. Right. And that's where we kind of drew the line. So we, we did our job. Mm -hmm. In conversations with clients like Alexi from, from Remy, we're realizing that our job really isn't done once we've shipped it out. We need to understand 
Is it actually getting to the store flow? What store floor? How can we understand that a bit better? And so we've been on the hunt for various technologies and it's pretty exciting when we ran into uh, Footmarks at a show um, a little while ago uh, because they have a technology that doesn't take a lot of labor and allows us to, since we own a lot of the supply chain, we're able to take some of their technology, put it on the devices and the um, POP that we manufacture, mm -hmm. and then get it out and get that information in. And we can tie in the great information, location information from Footmarks in with the other information that we own on behalf of our clients, such as Remy. So really great stuff. So you're kind of you're playing this middle level. You're kind of pulling all this thing, all these things together. So this great creative campaign, and you go put it in the store. You guys have traditionally been. This is how you operate. This is not how you just put it in one store, but like how you put it in a lot of stores across different country, different location, whatever. But there's always been this gap in execution. And so then, how do you figure out exactly how do you you know stop that gap? But then also add this new layer of data and understanding to then service back to the brand, which is really really valuable. Absolutely, yeah. And, and before. Um, this uh, this revolution in, in technology the last few years, you have to rely a lot on store labor, on field teams, sure. on uh, calling in uh, special merchandising groups right. that have a lot auditors, of training. Auditors, things, exactly. Yep. Coming up with surveys, finding out how to get the surveys there, get them back, process them. And there's been some advancements on, on that side uh, as well, but having something that's touchless and feeds in uh, additional bits of information uh, directly into a visualization platform like BI or Tableau mm -hmm. is just uh, absolutely necessary. Oh, so that's a component of this too. Okay, so so Sean, then how does, like, in terms of what Eric just described, how do you come in and how does it actually all work? How does this all fit together? Yeah, so uh, Footmarks originated, uh, as I described, as a pro proximity platform and an engagement platform. We were, we were working with traditional retailers like a Nordstrom and a Safeway, for example, and we provide an infrastructure of that proximity signal to understand the journey of the customer inside of the store. Okay. We're a partner with Microsoft and we're built on the Microsoft stack and, and about a year and a half ago they came to us with one of their customers, mm. Pepsi and Frito-Lay, okay. who, who described this challenge that was uh, we introduced here in, in the beginning of, of the podcast. And so we thought, thought we had an opportunity to kind of take a looking look at the looking glass a different way. Instead of a customer journey, now we're talking about uh, a merchandising asset and how we find that from its point of origin to the store. Um, and we had a, a way to do that using beacon technology and geofencing, working directly with um, a, a manufacturer like IMS or a, a CPG directly, where we could track it uh, and uh, right to the store itself. And not only tell it's at the store, but how long it's in the store. So part of compliance is that it ended up there but it's supposed to be there for three, six, nine months, 12 months. And so our solution enabled, we built an asset tracking solution specifically for Pepsi and Frito-Lay, where now we're tracking several hundred thousand of these ad assets and adding 50 to 75,000 new assets uh, every month. Um, and so it's been a real growth area for us and we've created new partnerships like we have with IMS who becomes a valuable partner in that chain who can take our technology and the relationships they have with CPGs um, to really solve the problem. Because Alexi, right, that, most of the contracts you're entering into with, say, the retailers, retail establishment or however the tiered network works too, 
a lot of that is predicated upon having end cap space or certain shelf space for this period of time. And so given what Eric was saying in terms of the compliance, like that's an important part that you want to know is working, right? Absolutely, totally. And I think it's, it for us, it really helps us to measure the effectiveness as well of our programs, right? right? So, you know, as long as you know, you know, where and, you know, how long and, you know, like, and this is kind of, I would say, like, this is more the quantity, you know, phase, right? You know, it was, you know, where it was, how long it stayed there and, you know, how it was executed. Uh, and then after you can overlay this, you know, with like, you know, quality measures, you know, so this is where, for instance, you know, we, we are continuing, for instance, this journey uh, to with you know with a couple other technologies that help us to actually go and go install to measure actually physically how it's looking mm -hmm. so we don't only have the quantity part we have right. the quality part as well so what we can do after is to overlay all our sales data you know uh, uh, above to really have the full funnel and really understanding you know what really the true effectiveness of all our promotions and programs and what worked, what didn't, right? And, and this is what we're really testing at the moment for us, uh, you know, to be able to, uh, to be able to do. And that will, we believe that will basically give us like a, a lot greater visibility on, on how we execute, being able to give our sales team some, you know, tangible facts and data to be mm -hmm. able to go back to the distributors, to be able to, um, increase those execution rates, but as well learn from all our promotions, you know, and being able eventually generate, you know, stronger sales, you know, in our retail environment. And accuracy in sales forecasting, right? To know Absolutely. that that product's on the floor and in a prime space that you're paying for. Sean, is that a key piece of your solution too? I know, I, I, I've noticed that kind of a motif as I talk to a lot of tech companies, you know, there's the inherent technology, but then there's also how do you actually make the partner smarter, whether it's the CPG or the retailer. So serving up that data in a way that they can really understand and do something with. Yeah, um, Eric mentioned, Tableau, we, we surface a, a, a dashboard that allows for that execution rate to be surfaced right away. Um, and the customer can enter in a, the, the actual value of the product that sits in that merchandising asset as well. So okay. if, it, if, if it's missing from the floor, then they can know what the impact it's going to have right. on that store, that region, etc. Relatively speaking, yeah. that's really interesting. And I think adding to this as well is, you know, like very often, you know, we get data, you know, retrospectively after, you know, the execution right. period, you know, and then after, you, you know, hey, you can't, you know, so the, I think the, the, the big strength as well here is we'll, we're able to along, you know, when, you know, when the kind of retail program starts and along the way you can kind of measure this execution, you know, and so you can react to it that will, you know, eventually generate, you know, more execution and therefore stronger, stronger sales. So I think that's, that's a critical component as well, is we're really in time, you know, in like, you know, you know, time, you know, in live mode, basically, right. constantly well, to and, measure execution. And I, I, I completely agree. And I think something else that's important in all of this because we're saying it in different ways but it's about right. efficiently using and deploying that merchandising budget that, that yeah. capital that you have mm -hmm. so how can you do that you can understand whether things are in store correctly if they're in store correctly of a certain distributor so that allows feedback um, a certain sales region so that allows uh, feedback as well Maybe you have some training to do, so you you do want to send in-store auditors and, and uh, uh, yeah in-store auditors to go survey this situation, but you want to know which stores to go send them to. Mm -hmm. So solutions like Footmarks, it doesn't it. I don't think we're ever going to eliminate folks going into stores and understanding what's happening there. I think uh, solutions like Footmarks though helps us deploy that capital in a smarter way. Well, and I think what you're hitting on there too, Eric, which is really important, um, and we've touched on this a little bit throughout the year, is the traditional methods for evaluating the return on spend 
of your different ways you can spend advertising against a brand are not well understood within yeah. terms of in-store marketing. And so what you guys are hitting on in this combination of efforts is actually, oh my gosh, people are actually in-store standing at shelf. We actually could make that more effective probably than we know it is now. Mm -hmm. Part of that journey continues uh, in our solution with, with some of the CPGs that we're working with because now that this network's in place and we know what uh, product it is that's sitting inside of that asset, right. um, they can create interesting partnerships for consumer engagement. Mm -hmm. So think of an all recipes app that pings a user when they're standing in front of that product around a cocktail for the holidays right. using that product that's relevant to the consumer where they're at at that point of intention. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of our, our CPGs are using that. And then some of our uh, grocery customers are providing that, that data back to, this, to the CPG, not only that it's in the store through the Footmark solution, but using the infrastructure of that store to tell them that it's on the end of aisle four where it's right. supposed to be right. as well. Right, yeah, you're bringing some of the funnel economics of traditional e-commerce into, yeah. into the physical yep. space to give you a better understanding of the return of, of what you're trying to do. And, and that's where I think, I think that's where it's really interesting because it started with like more, you know, trying to measure compliance and execution and give our sales team right. some, some tools. But it's now as well evolving into more yeah. like a consumer facing, yeah. you know, like platform to be able to actually you know, build, you know, kind of make a merchandising really smart, you yep. know, and, 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 you know, and technologically, you know, able to basically serve some content that is relevant for the consumer when he's in front of the shelf and trying to, for instance, find which product he's going to be able to make cocktails with. So, so I think this is really like, you know, the evolution, you know, we've started in one space and we're starting to, you know, to really expand on, um, on this technology. Yeah, it's really it, a competitive advantage. Absolutely. And one of the key advantages of this solution to, to CPGs um, is there's no store infrastructure because you can imagine right. the number of store footprints right. that their product is sold within. You, you can't work with each of those retailers. Um, it's just not scalable. No, right. This IoT solution that we're combined here, we're, we're creating and executing on, is really executed by consumers who are pathing through the store, who are providing the update on the location of that asset. So there's no store infrastructure that's needed. So the cost is relatively low. Yeah, it's pretty minimal. It's yeah. not invasive, you know. Right. And that's always what the retailer worries about. That's right. That's from my experience. Yep. That's why I was first attracted to you, Sean, just because having run stores, managing the execution of all these things we're talking about actually is really complicated and For sure. it's really difficult and sometimes you don't know where any of this you know yeah. display signage or what it not is it's sitting in the back of the room the back of the house yeah, you can't right. find it you don't know that it's out so it's 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 it's, it's very beneficial on many sides of yep. this equation well, so. and it also allows conversations to happen that couldn't or wouldn't happen before cuz there might be really good reasons yeah. why it's not right out out there why it's still in the back room could they find it was it clear when the up and down dates were are we just simply producing too many of this right. one type is there not enough space should we spend money in giveaways or in different formats right. instead of the format that we have now and before everybody's just too happy to make a, a, a lot of cardboard and throw it away in the trash <laughs> uh, and now I think this is starting conversations that just wouldn't have happened yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can remember being a buyer. There was a lot of he said, she said, right? It was yep. like, hey, it wasn't out. And I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure it was out. <laughs> and now you're getting a fax. So and that's and I think that, and that's where, like, the, you know, the complexity as well of, for instance, in the liquor space where you have a very, very, you know, yeah. fragmented, you know, channel it's where more different, difficult. you know, a, a variety of distributors and customers and therefore different systems.
systems and you know it's very hard to actually aggregate all this information to really truly understand what's happening you know for instance at a at a country level so by building solutions here as well like you know uh, obviously it will give us more visibility but as well it's very easy for everyone you know like it's it's you've automated the whole kind of you know the whole funnel to be able to understand how execution you know is is happening rather than having to send as well you know or trying to recap some you know some reports from every single distributor every single retailer and try to to try to have this understanding so um, so and to that point we we don't want to stop there uh, we being IMS but I also imagine Remy and our, our other clients we don't want to just stop here we want to just keep on adding more information and uh, more technologies and tie them together so I think you know, Nirvana is having a, a single dashboard where you can understand where was my national TV spot, my local radio spot, mm -hmm. my POP, was it actually in the store? And now through regression and other tools, right. you're starting to really pick apart what was it that, that exactly worked? Was it the messaging on the TV? Hey, I've got my A category store sold a lot. Was that because the POP made it in or was that because of the right. of the radio spot that we did yeah. two days before? And then now let's compare two different A stores. Yeah, let's AB look at the lift and then let's understand time. what yeah. really was the driver and you're it's not like going digital to advertise. Exactly. Yeah. It, well and you know one of the concepts that we're developing at IMS is taking the A B test out of digital and putting it mm -hmm. inside store. That's so awesome. we're we're adding in other technologies like facial recognition um, technologies and again, right. this, the 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 cost of those and the infrastructure required plugging in uh, isn't the easiest. Right. But if you're smart about how you deploy it and in how many stores and you're using it to, as a proxy for yeah. how those different types of stores yeah. operate, you begin to kludge a whole bunch of information together mm -hmm. that allows you to at least ask the right questions yeah. or dig deeper of your distributors or your field teams. Yeah, you're right, this is just the start. I mean, we could do a whole nother segment on like, okay, how do you then just yeah. kind of supercharge this as we yeah. go forward? I'm glad you brought that up, I was gonna close on that. I mean, Sean, what's, as you look forward next few years, how do you see this all playing out for you and then in total? Uh, so what's interesting is this, how long this problem has existed for CPGs. Yeah. And every CPG we talk to, um, it gets what, we're, what the challenge is right away. They've been faced with it. They've tried a number of different solutions. Um, so we see this as a, as a real growth area for us. And to Eric's point, it's exciting to see what's going to come next because once we get this first problem solved, consumer engagement comes next and then we can layer on uh, all sorts of data sets and, uh, and see where it takes us. Exciting stuff. Exciting stuff. Exciting stuff here from NRF. You guys, thanks so much. I thought this was a great conversation. Yeah. Again, we've got Sean England, Eric West, and Alexi Bouveau. Thank you guys. You can tell that they're thinking about how they're gonna change the way CPG is operated in store at, from a retail perspective for the good of a consumer, quite frankly, in the long run. So as always, for everyone listening out there, on behalf of all of them, from me to you, be careful out there.